0: Hi, this is Rocky Nell, and I'm going to talk to you about the best way to create a vision for the life you want. After that, I will present an audio clip by someone who is going to talk about his successes and how he had done things himself without listening to the opinion of others. The Rocky Nell Show Creating a vision for your life might seem like a frivolous, fantastical waste of time, but it's not. Creating a compelling vision of the life you want is actually one of the most effective strategies for achieving the life of your dreams. Perhaps the best way to look at the concept of a life vision is as a compass to help guide you to take the best actions and make the right choices that help propel you towards your best life. Why You Need a Vision Experts and life success stories support the idea that with a vision in mind, you are more likely to succeed far beyond what you could otherwise achieve without a clear vision. Think of crafting your life vision as mapping a path to your personal and professional dreams. Life satisfaction and personal happiness are within reach. The harsh reality is, that if you don't develop your own vision, you'll allow other people and circumstances to direct the course of your life. How to create your life vision? Don't expect a clear and well defined vision overnight. Envisioning your life and determining the course you will follow requires time and reflection. You need to cultivate vision and perspective. And you also need to apply logic and planning for the practical application of your vision. The best vision blossoms from your dreams, hopes, and aspirations. It will resonate with your values and ideals, and will generate energy and enthusiasm to help strengthen your commitment to explore the possibilities of your life. What do you want? The question sounds perceptibly simple, but it's often the most difficult to answer. Allowing yourself to explore your deepest desires can be very frightening. You may also not think you have the time to consider something as fanciful as what you want out of life, but it's important to remind yourself that a life of fulfillment does not usually happen by chance, but by design. It's helpful to ask some thought-provoking questions to help you discover the possibilities of what you want out of life. Consider every aspect of your life, personal and professional, tangible and intangible, Contemplate all the important areas, family and friends, career and success, health and quality of life, spiritual connection and personal growth, and don't forget about fun and enjoyment. Here's some tips to guide you. Remember to ask why you want certain things. Think about what you want, not on what you don't want. Give yourself permission to dream. Be creative. Consider ideas that you never thought possible. Focus on your wishes, not what others expect of you. Here are some questions to start your exploration. What really matters to you in life? Not what should matter, what does matter? What would you like to have more of in your life? Set aside money for a moment. What do you want in your career? What are your secret passions and dreams? What would bring more joy and happiness into your life? What do you want your relationships to be like? What qualities would you like to develop? What are your values? What issues do you care about? What are your talents? What's special about you? What would you most like to accomplish? What legacy would you like to leave behind? It might be helpful to write your thoughts down in a journal or creative vision board if you're the creative type. Add your own questions and ask others what they want out of life. Relax and make this exercise fun. You might want to set your answers aside for a while and come back to them later to see if any have changed or if you have anything to add. What would your best life look like? Describe your ideal life in detail. Allow yourself to dream and imagine and create a vivid picture. If you can't visualize a picture, focus on how your best life would feel. If you find it difficult to envision your life 20 or 30 years from now, start with five years. Even a few years into the future will give you a place to start. What you see may surprise you. Set aside preconceived notions. This is your chance to dream and fantasize. A few prompts to get you started. What will you have accomplished already? How will you feel about yourself? What kind of people are in your life? How do you feel about them? What does your ideal day look like? Where are you? Where do you live? Think specifics. What city, state, or country, type of community, house, or an apartment, style, and atmosphere? What would you be doing? Are you with another person, a group of people, or are you by yourself? How are you dressed? What's your state of mind? Happy or sad? Contented or frustrated? What does your physical body look like? How do you feel about that? Does your best life make you smile and make your heart sing? If it doesn't, dig deeper, dream bigger. It's important to focus on the result, or at least a waypoint in your life. Don't think about the process of getting there yet. That's the next step. Give yourself permission to revisit this vision every day, even if only for a few minutes. Keep your vision alive and in front of your mind. Plan backwards. It may sound counterintuitive to plan backwards rather than forwards, But when you're planning your life from the end result, it's often more useful to consider the last step and work your way back to the first. This is actually a valuable and practical strategy for making your vision a reality. What's the last thing you would have had happen to achieve your best life? What's the most important choice you would have had to make? What would you have needed to learn along the way? What important actions would you have had to take? What beliefs would you have needed to change? What habits or behaviors would you have had to cultivate? What type of support would you have had to enlist? How long will it have taken you to realize your best life? What steps or milestones would you have needed to reach along the way? Now it's time to think about your first step and the next step after that. Ponder the gap between where you are now and where you want to be in the future. It may seem impossible, but it's quite achievable if you take it step by step. It's important to revisit this vision from time to time. Don't be surprised if your answers to the questions, your technicolor vision, and the resulting plans change. That can actually be a very good thing. As you change your unforeseeable ways, the best way you envision will change as well. For now, it's important to use this process set your goals and take the first step forward, making that vision a reality. Feeling lost and out of control? If you aren't taking any action to turn your life now, chances are you will live the same routine for the rest of your life. Maybe life is uncertain for
1: you now, but you're capable to take back control of your life. 74% hate their job in America. Now, this is not much different when you come to Europe. The majority of people don't like what they're doing because they're really not doing it because they didn't have a goal and they followed this goal. They just aimlessly drift around and then all of a sudden there's a job opening. So they get that job because you have to work. But then when you work, it's a chore. It's work. It's not fun. So if you think about only a quarter of the people really enjoy what they're doing in life. That is unbelievable if you think about it. So I felt so blessed that I knew what I was doing. It's like a medical student that studies and knows he wants to become a doctor. You know where to go. And the same thing is also in politics. I remember that in politics, I had a very clear vision that I will be the leader of California. That's as far as I could go because I was not born in America, so I could not run for president. So being the governor of the fifth largest state of, I should say the largest state, the fifth largest economy in the world, was for me really the ultimate title, the ultimate accomplishment in politics. So even though people came up to me and says, why don't you go and run for something smaller? You're never gonna make it. I ran for governor and then two months later, I became governor of the state of California. Again, because I had a very clear vision what I'm going to do with California. So that's rule number one, have a vision. Rule number two is don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the naysayers. Everything I ever did. The thing that I heard out of people's mouth was, that's impossible, that can't be done, or no. That is exactly what I heard, and of course I proved to the people that it can't be done. So whenever someone said to me, it can't be done, I heard it can be done. When they said no, I heard yes, and when they said it's impossible, I heard it is possible. I'm a strong believer of what Nelson Mandela said, that everything is always impossible until someone does it. Well, I'm going to be the one, I said to myself, I'm going to do it and I'm going to show it to them. Maybe it has never been done before. That's perfectly fine with me, but I'm going to do it. And I did not listen to the naysayers. It's all about the hard work that you put in. I said to myself, in bodybuilding I worked out five, six hours a day, I'm gonna do the same thing now for acting. And of course, I went to college to study English. I studied the accent removal, acting classes, and all of this stuff all day long. I worked and I worked and I worked. And within a short period of time, I made one movie called Hercules in New York which of course went right into the toilet. But it didn't discourage me. I still had the same vision. And then all of a sudden I did Streets of San Francisco. I did Stay Hungry and Pumping Iron and The Villain. And then all of a sudden I was asked by Dino De Laurentiis and the Universal Studio to star in Conan the Barbarian. And after I did Conan the Barbarian, the director at the press conference said to the press, the director was John Milius. He said to the press, if we wouldn't have had Arnold, we would have had to build one. So think about that. The very body that they said can never be sold because the time is wrong, a few years later, I'm doing Conan the Barbarian and it was the number one hit at the box office when it came out in the summer of 82. Think about that and the director says, if we wouldn't have had his body, we would have had to build one. So all of a sudden, my body became an asset, not a liability. And the same thing was with Terminator. After we were finished filming Terminator, Jim Cameron said to the press, if Arnold wouldn't have had that accent and talked like a machine, I think the movie wouldn't have worked. So think about that. The body and the accent that they attacked was an asset. But I didn't listen to those losers. I didn't listen to them at all. This is just the reality of it is, is that you cannot listen to the naysayers. So this is a very important lesson for all of you. So when someone says, no, this is a stupid idea, you, in your mind, you don't have to say it, but in your mind, just say this of you, do you soul. What do you know?
0: I hope you found this podcast informative. If you have any comments about this or the other episodes, please comment where available or send them to the Rockin' Show at rockingnowentertainment.ca. I'll be looking forward to reading them. You can also hear the podcast from other apps go to www.rock103.ca forward slash apps, where you can download your favorite apps to your devices. Until next time, goodbye everybody. The Rocky Nell Show.